from different places We all have different names No matter what life brings us Jesus is the same We're just your Methodist To the madness Methodist To the madness Hi, I'm Beth I'm Tim I'm Jessica And we're just your everyday Methodist Methodist to the madness. (laughs) We are so in sync, but also out of sync at the same time. It's kind of a magical moment. Oh, I really like how we went word by word. It was was awesome. We want to make sure that if people aren't sure how to pronunciate Methodist to the madness, we make it as easy as possible to remember. Right. Yeah. yeah. Tim, yeah. how was uh how was this past week for you? Things things go pretty well. Did you have a good day at work? Because I know last last week you had a report of you had an off day. So oh, it's good. Yeah, I think I think today went um pretty well in the scheme of things. I um it's kind of interesting because I'm trying to lead my life in this way too. Um so at my job right now, we have some like big news that we need to respond to, uh, like basically maybe having like a maximum of one or two, maybe three priorities, but always focusing so much on the first priority. And so it's kind of it was kind of nice, like thinking about that today and having that sense of direction. And then I'm looking to the other thing that I discovered recently, which was uh, sometime last week, which is I. um I realized that it's important to orient to the task um, that you have in mind Um, because there's just so much like stuff going on, like in our technological world that we live in, like the smartphones and the computers and stuff like that, especially for me, since I work in IT, um, that I was thinking what may help. And I I have noticed some benefits so far is kind of just like sitting there and not really doing anything for a given period of time, like, like say like two to five minutes or something, just, just stop what you're, basically I'm stopping what I'm doing and then just legitimately uh, causing within myself a sense of boredom, leveraging boredom to my advantage so that I can orient myself to a new task that I wouldn't ordinarily do because what's worse than boredom, right? Maybe the thing that, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you have some like tasks that you really just don't like or something. You probably do that over being bored because we do anything to avoid being bored, I guess. In fact, there is an experiment that I read about and anybody re- listening to this podcast might be able to look this up is um, <clears throat> there was like a control group uh, or no, somehow, what was it? There was uh, a group of people that, uh, in the opportunity for them to sit there with their thoughts or press a button that would cause them physical pain. Uh, in most cases, uh, the people in the group would actually cause themselves physical pain than to sit there with their own thoughts and being bored. So that's how like uncomfortable we can be with boredom. Uh, so anyway, uh, getting, getting to the point at hand, um, I can utilize boredom to, uh, reorient myself towards things that I really want to do at a given time. Like instead of going on my computer or being on my smartphone or something like that, um, when I didn't really want to be in the first place, um, I can just sit there for two to five minutes and, uh, 
and get that. So that that's been really like insightful for me, and uh, hopefully I can maybe do some more uh, better things with my time um, because of it. But outside of the kind of day to day stuff. Um, yeah, just work and, uh, I've been doing some more chores. I, I had to clean my bathroom and I really didn't like doing that. Um, it's, it's one of the things that I absolutely don't like because of like chemicals and stuff like that. But I have been, um, getting a little bit better at, uh, texting some of my friends back, um, and stuff. So like keeping that, that, uh, social, um, life going, I think that's like a really healthy thing. And, uh, I think the last thing is my stress has been um, lower uh, ever since I discovered that, um, like, trying to believe that um, stress is not going to harm me or interpreting my stress positively. So that's still been an absolutely life-changing thing for me. And, um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's pretty much it for my updates. Awesome. Sounds like a jam-packed mindfulness and personal sense of excitement tim oh thank you i appreciate that (laughs) all that beth how are you doing um i'm doing great i didn't say that very convincingly because i was gonna say i'm doing okay but then i switched it to great and i don't know why um (laughs) but uh i did make bread with jonah and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, Jonah. Jonah got into making bread that's so amazing it was an easy like no need recipe and we were supposed to mix it up and then let it sit for three hours with something on top we we opted for aluminum foil and then we were supposed to put it in the fridge for at, for we were going to try 12 hours because she said that was what the mo- the best amount of time to do it so I, I let it sit out for three hours the timer went off I did not put the dough into the refrigerator um but we still tried to make it anyway and it was delicious and we might try it again and make it um better using the correct instructions instead of me forgetting things <laughs> um, yeah and then um the next day, on Tuesday, Jonah was telling me that we should probably give our 10-year-old cat a bath because she gets lots of mats on her fur because she's not good at licking herself. And she never, I don't know if she was never taught, but like she's always had like a couple mats here and there that I usually just cut off. But she... I don't see her that often anymore because she's an upstairs cat now and I live with the downstairs dogs. That's going to be the name of my band. You can see us on Friday nights at some venue, the downstairs dogs. So excited to hear you. Um, Yes. Yes. So I hadn't really, (laughs) I hadn't really checked in on her as much as I probably should have been. So when Jonah was like, we need to give her a bath, her whole body was just matted up and I decided I was going to take scissors and try to cut out the mats. And I almost immediately cut into her skin and it was pretty deep and I started freaking out and, and Craig had to like, Craig is not squeamish about stuff. So Craig had to like, try. we, it was about eight o'clock at night that this happened 
So it wasn't at regular vet hours and Craig's trying to like, I'm, I'm, I'm holding the cat just sobbing as, as Craig's trying to put her back together using liquid bandage and that wasn't working. And so we did end up having to go to the 911 vet care. I'm sorry that I made your jaw drop and it still has not. <laughs> I'm, just in, I'm just in disbelief. Not only are you implementing the prayer deconstruction in your personal life again this week, because last yeah. week there was the incident with the bird being deconstructed, and now, now right. this week you are deconstructing oh, yeah. cat. So this is. Uh, I'm a little worried about what's to come for next week. Uh, <laughs> I'm so. Yeah, I'm so glad that you were able to take her to the vet. So what what happened? Wow. Yeah. So we took her to the vet, and um, the the vet decided she needed staples, and and then he said that she was also looking pretty underweight, and and we we actually had noticed she was getting a, losing a little bit of weight, but this started happening like during the time that Stormy broke his leg, and I was paying thousands of dollars in vet bills, and I was like. We can't have another vet bill right now. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. the doctor was, the vet was like, they're doctors. But he said that he would like to do blood work. And so we paid the money to do the blood work. And he said that she has diabetes. And oh. So now we have a cat with staples and diabetes. But um, we had a dog who has since passed on. He He was a black lab mix and he lived to be 13. When he was about nine, he was also diagnosed with diabetes. And let me tell you, when you're treating a 90-pound black lab mix for diabetes, it's expensive because he needed a lot of insulin. But when you're treating a 10-pound cat with diabetes, that insulin's going to last for months because she requires wow. way less <laughs> Yes. That is so something I, interesting. Yeah, so I feel good about, and she actually just seems like she's feeling a lot better and like less groggy and lethargic. And oh, that's great! Right after, immediately after she got even just her first shot of insulin, it was like, oh, it's like you're young again. And she still has the mats all over. But Jonah said once her her staples come out, we should take her to the barber. And get cut <laughs> off professionally. Yeah, she forgot the name for she forgot the word groomer, but I like barber better. Yeah, yeah. a nice fade on your cat, maybe with some yeah. like line work would look pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, and <laughs> I, th I think that's perfect. What you said, you know, the the vets like the doctor, and forget the groomer, say the barber. Yeah. You know, go to the bring your cat to the doctor, bring your cat to the barber. That makes way more sense to yeah. me. <laughs> but you know what the best part is? I can put dumb little sweaters on her and she doesn't take them off. She has this dumb Christmas sweater on right now because um, they shaved the whole area where she had to have staples and I wanted to be able to protect it. And so, yeah, she has a dumb white and red striped Christmas sweater that says ho, ho, ho on it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I'm so glad she keeps it on. Yeah, she told the doctor to just keep going with those shears. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> you missed a spot, or ma'am, you missed a spot. 
<laughs> hey, maybe um, you could sell uh, her fur. Um, no. Like, you know how you have a sheep and you have shears? Uh, you could sell her fur and then you could put sweaters on her like all the time and make a profit. Yeah, that sounds make, great. You could make um, pillows out of your animal fur. Yes. That sounds really resourceful and I think it'll be very profitable. There's crazy cat lady and then there's crazy cat lady. (laughs) Crazy profitable. (laughs) Anyway, what's new with you, Jessica? (laughs) I love that segue. I haven't been chopping up any animals or anything like that, but, uh, you know, my brother's still in town. It's been a blast. Uh, this past Friday, we went to the Lauren Daigle concert. That was really cool. Uh, that was just, it was really cool. Um, uh. And the next day, we went to a, a fun little place uh, with my brother. We thought, you know what? Let's do something we all are really good at, which is line dancing. And we're horrible at it. So uh, we went to a fun place in Lancaster called Buckle and Boots. And they had a live band and there it was probably one of the coolest things. And we're really excited about potentially implementing this on the weekly. Maybe, maybe. So if anybody wants to come with, please let us know. Um, so on Saturdays, they have like this, this person that will lead you in instruction and like teach you a certain line dance move or like thing. And so you go to the floor and then they break it down step by step. And there you are just line dancing. Um, And I'm pretty sure they have like a team or whatever you call professional line dancers, a squad, a force. I have no idea what this is called, but they literally went on the floor and they were jumping up, kicking their leg up, clapping under their knee, like all these crazy line dancing moves. And I was like, yep. I like to do this. I want to try this. It was a lot of fun. So we went line dancing. Um, wow. And then, uh, yeah, my brother and I, we've been trying to golf a little bit. He's a really good golfer. He's got a tournament that he's going to drive to uh, this coming weekend in Vegas that he signed himself up for. And when we went to the the range for the first time, he hadn't really seen me golf before and hadn't really seen myself golf before. And uh, so. I was kind of following the the way that my dad taught my brother growing up and just seeing my family grow up golfing. They thought I did a pretty good job. Like so uh he got me a putter and he got me a sandwich and uh he wants to get me some irons and we went to a golf shop and I was swinging a bunch of clubs and it was a lot of fun just hitting <laughs> hand me the irons and I was like okay here we go (laughs) so uh but he thinks I have some potential so basically by next week I'll be uh in the PGLA or the lady the LPGA whatever it's called oh yeah I I totally believe that Jessica yeah is that how you're gonna make it profitable that's my profitable, uh, yes, way of life, for sure. So, cool. and then on the side, I'll make uh, gloves full of uh, animal hair to make so that people can stay warm. 
Yeah. Wow, that, that sounds like a full operation right there. You have uh, all the different ways that Jessica's uh, hitting the golf ball, and then you you have a way to keep people warm, uh, employing uh, Beth's cat. That's that's just awesome. That reminds, that reminds me we haven't had a pretend giveaway in a while, so... <laughs> That's true. My my invisible dog carrier has been working out great with with our animals. They love it. Um, so thank you again, Beth, for that. You're giveaway. welcome. You're welcome. Yes. You're welcome. Moving on, though, in terms of of more updates, the church has a lot of stuff coming up, and there's one item on uh, the December agenda that I'm super excited about. I just saw it. I hope I can be part of it. Because uh, I don't know if I have to be specifically part of uh, a woman's group. I'm just going to uh, say that I'm part of the women's group because I'm officially a member now. Amber and I officially became members of the church on Sunday. We got a nice certificate that wow. we're, we're going to frame uh, and put it on the entrance of our home so people know we are members. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's great, Jessica. That, that, that's, that's wonderful news. Very nice. Yeah. But the one thing I saw was the women's Christmas parties on December 17th. Beth, did you know about this? I did not know about this. And I have feelings about the women's Christmas party that I will not share here. It has nothing to do with the women or the Christmas party. But I felt myself get a little, um, I can't think of the word, but they do a, a like a you each get a number and each one brings a present and then you um can steal other people's present and and the thing that I wanted so badly was stolen maliciously by two of my friends and I vowed to never go to one of those parties again white elephant is what it's called oh yeah I was thinking the pink elephant but the white elephant yeah (laughs) yeah that's when you're drunk isn't it the pink elephant Anyway, um, (laughs) that's a different party, guys. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the last women's Christmas party I went to was in 2019 because then COVID happened after that. And we never had a party again until this year, apparently. Um, But that year I did get the thing I did take home was a giant bottle of rum. Oh, wow. So, so everyone, yeah. well, women, uh, if you identify as female, there's a women's Christmas party on Sunday, December 17th from 4.30. It doesn't say a.m. or p.m., so I might show up at 4.30 in the morning and stay till 7 p.m. at Jim and Jody's house. So there's a gift exchange and potluck plus fellowship which is the most important thing in the season yes i call it fellowship if we're women though it should be called ladyship that's Hmm. so true wow i love it i I love it so i never thought to pick apart the word fellowship but you know what that that makes absolutely a lot of sense well i'm glad that you mentioned that because now what i'm gonna wait for is an update in the bulletin it's now going to say ladyship. I'm just, I'm speaking it into existence. The next time we read this, it's going to say ladyship. But <laughs> Fellow it's slash ladyship. Yeah. Yes. So it's 4.30 to 7 p.m. You can show up at either 4.30 in the morning or 4.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. Whichever one. Right. 
Next up is uh, on November 17th, if you haven't done so already, the Aspire Women's Night Out, 7 p.m. Tickets are 20 bucks. Uh, so plan on meeting at IHOP if you choose to go. Sign up sheet in the lobby. Check it out. This other thing I'm actually really excited about, too, is December 1st. It's the Swing Into Christmas Jazz Concert at 8 p.m. And that's at the AV College. And it's featuring none other than our very own Dathan. Dathan will be part of that. And I'm so excited. If anybody wants to have a big group go together, please. Oh, wow. We'd love to go there. Um, so it's the Swing Into Christmas Jazz Concert. Again, that's December 1st. Starts at 8 p.m. Uh, if you take care of a farm or animals, 8 p.m. is plenty of time to put your animals up. Now that the sun goes down by 5.30-ish, uh, that's one thing <laughs> grateful for. We feel like I have a whole another day ahead of me putting the animals yeah. up. <laughs> so that's very exciting. And then uh, on December 3rd, be sure to mark your calendars because it's the Advent Messy Church Party from 5 to 7 p.m. And so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then again, on December 17th, the women's Christmas party uh, from 4.30 a.m. or p.m., whichever, uh, <laughs> arrive uh, at Pastor Jim and Jody White's house. If you need their address or anything, please, please be sure to reach out to the church or uh, connect with those that uh, assist during Sunday services. Well, that's all the updates I have so far for this week. I know there's plenty of stuff that's continuously going on, especially on Wednesdays. We've got Kids Club at 530. Uh, and we also have our Food for Thought, which I don't know if anybody looked at the abbreviations for it in the church bulletin, I think, or it was on the flyers. It said F4T. You guys see that? Oh, okay. Uh, I yeah. looked at it and I was like, wait, does that say fat? <laughs> I like stared at it. I was like, no, 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 no. It's food for thought. Anyway, I call it, it FFT. I call I thought it, it was FFT. Cool. That's FFT good. FFT for you and me. That's what yeah. I. FFT. Hey, actually, that was a, a video game that I grew up with, Final Fantasy Tactics. So, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. So, nice. there's a lot of ways we can understand food for thought. FFT, fat, FFT. Speaking of fantasy, that leads us into our best ministry moment. <gasps> yes. Perfect segue, Tim. <laughs> Beth, anyway, I'm super excited to hear about our very special guest this week. All right. Well, thank you, Jessica. Today, our very special guest is none other than my very dear friend, Miriam Keen. Hello. Hello. Hello, Miriam. Oh, hi. Miriam is not promoting a ministry necessarily because my ministry is her ministry. Um, but we, and she doesn't even go to this church, but we've been friends for a long time. We both started working here together about six years ago, but we've. Six September, six years last September. Six years last September. Mm -hmm. I quit almost immediately because it was ruining my life one day a week. One day a week. That's what I would tell Miriam. Um, but she lives literally five minutes away from the church. So wow. it was not ruining her life one day a week. Um, but we've <laughs> actually known each other. How long have we known each other? Gosh, uh, let's do mom math. The kids were two. They were two, and we're still 29. 
Uh huh. Um. So, fourteen years. Fourteen years. Fourteen years. Wow. That is awesome. You guys went to elementary school together. That's amazing. Yes. (laughs) Um, We did not. Elementary school. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Do you mind if I tell our age difference? I don't mind. Okay. She's nine years older than me, and most of the time we're the same age, except in, like, instances where she'll bring up cultural references, yeah. such as um, <laughs> Joey Lawrence. Do you know Joey Lawrence? I absolutely do know Joey Lawrence. No, what, I what don't. Do you know? Well, Jessica, what do you know Joey Lawrence from? Uh, there was a really awesome TV show back in the day mm-hmm. that everybody would watch. Mm-hmm. And now it's blanking on me what it's boy. Was, was it Blossom? Or was it Gimme a Break? That's the one I was thinking of. Oh man, you're the same age as Miriam, too. <laughs> <laughs> you're younger than her. We were, we were talking about Joey Lawrence, and she was talking about this show called Gimme a Break. And I was like, no, that's the guy from Blossom. Because he was a teenager in Blossom with Maya Bialik. And yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes sometimes she'll talk about like, you know, in her early twenties, back in her party days, and I'm like, yeah. I was in third grade. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun for us sometimes too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um don't take the girl. Don't take the girl. I don't know if you guys what? are familiar with nineties country at all. But Don't take the girl. No. <laughs> I do know that song. The first time I heard that song, I was driving my Geo Prism. I had to pull to the side of the road and cry. But the first time Beth heard that song, there was a different story. She was singing in her hairbrush in her bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> it hit differently no. when she was uh-huh. in third grade than it did for me in my Right. Is it? I was just like, why is everybody crying? Yeah. That is so awesome. Singing to your hairbrush. Like, that, yeah. <laughs> never would have imagined that. Like, something as awesome as that. <laughs> yeah. But we do go way back, and our, our two boys have been dear friends for many years, too. Yes. My youngest and her oldest. Yep. And awesome. That's wonderful. Owen's five months older than Joseph, but I always said that Joseph was five years taller than Owen. Five years taller, yeah. Yeah. Oh. He used to be short, and Joseph always has and still has been tall for his age. Mm-hmm. And he's, gotcha. he's 16 now, but he looks like he could buy us beer, so let's <laughs> That's where he is later. now, off buying our, our beer. Off buying our beer, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what we uh, do here at Palmdale United Methodist Church, especially for the children's ministry focus. Um, well, I'm, I was... curious, I'm curious, Miriam. So you've been with the church. Well, you've been uh, working for the church, correct, for eight years. Is that right? Six. So basically, we'll round up to ten then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Ten years I've been caring for the children. Yes. So we've yes. known each other twenty years now. If we're rounding gotcha. up. Yes. I've only, oh. I've only just started working with Beth 
um, in the children's ministry. Uh, year, Probably since January. Maybe, yeah, last yeah. year. Really? Wow. Yep. When, when I first took on the role in the children's ministry, I didn't want to say director for a long time because I'm like, I'm just one person. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not directing. I I was in denial about being in charge. I think that's really what it was. But it was Pastor Jim hired on Lourdes and me together. And I was very firm in not wanting to do it by myself. And I was like, I'm only doing it if Lourdes is doing it. And I won't do it if she's not. And then um, she got real busy because she has five kids and she um, is a substitute teacher. And she could, something had to give. So it was the children's ministry. But then I asked if perhaps Miriam could come on part time, come on part time and help me with the day to day things like making phone calls. Mm -hmm. I hate making phone calls. I love making phone calls. It's a good I balance. I, uh, that's awesome. That that's the best kind of working yeah. relationship. Yeah. One person hates it, the other person loves it. And <laughs> and she's always reminding me, Beth, you are in charge. You can do this and you can say this. And I'm like, Yeah, okay, you're right. Sorry, Miriam. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like the vice president uh, reminding the president that uh, he's the president or she's yeah. the president. <laughs> it's so nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, and we have a lot of fun together. We um we changed one of the bulletin boards. When Miriam first came on, there was a, a mission bulletin board in the hallway on the way to the social hall that hadn't changed since nineteen seventy one. It was Not only really. like six years, I think. <laughs> but it felt Wait. like 1971 so we changed it to highlight different ministries or you know what might be going on in the church so we can put flyers on there oh that's nice so we go in there you know usually once or twice a month yeah and and change things up and put um flyers in there and updated events updated events and i think dustin was was dustin in the Mm -hmm. Dustin, who's one of our um, custodial cust- staff, custodial staff, he he was sitting on on the bench out there, and and we were just like, you know, talking to each other, like we do, making the jokes and laughing. And I can't remember. <laughs> said something like, "You guys got a case of the the giggles," giggles. And, and we <laughs> said, "No, this is just how we are. This is us always." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every time I see you, Beth, like I, I always end up giggling with you. It, it just ends up happening. I don't know why. <laughs> we enjoy working together and having fun together. We do. Yep. Oh, I love that. And that's one thing that's really special about having the uh, platform for this podcast is that we get to know special people that help out the church in, in a lot of different ways. And I know, Graham, I, it was surprising to me when I found out that you weren't part of the church, uh, like officially, because I'm thinking, man, when I volunteered for Vacation Bible School and just every time I'm at the church, I feel like I see you 
and you're diligently working, serving, and it's such a special thing to be able to provide such good service to the church. And you're always so kind. And I feel like I also will laugh at some point when I'm in your presence. And so it's just a lot of fun. I actually just remembered like what started Miriam coming to this church more often. And it's because I wanted to start going to Food for Thought on Wednesdays. Oh, but I I knew that Craig wasn't going to want to do that because, you know, he's just coming home from work and he wants to relax and all that. So I wasn't going to drag him out to something he didn't want to go to. And Miriam and I at that time were just stay-at-home moms all day long. Yeah, so... that you bring up a good yeah. memory. Um, that going to food for thought with Beth and Owen and Jonah, um, and my two boys, Samuel yeah. and Joseph, every week, week after week, uh, was a big part of us becoming closer. Yep. Uh, with the the thoughtful topics and yes. things that we would discuss with the kids uh, around the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Week after. Wow. Week. Yeah, that's really yeah. special. Yeah, that is that is so so nice. It, yeah. yeah, it's like a bonding activity, like with each other and with yeah. your families and with God. I mean, that what it what like better a, way that you could like uh, just improve your connection? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, and and people um, did think that we were together sometimes, but we're not we, together. We're not. No. Um, but, <laughs> In case people were wondering, um, and one time one of the, the, uh, the congregants of Food for Thought came up to me or no, came up to Miriam and said, I just, I just told your grandson what I feel about him drinking coffee. (laughs) (laughs) They thought Jonah was my grandson somehow. I was, I was best mother. Yep. Uh, and, um, Jonah was my grandson. Oh my gosh. For anybody who's listening, I just need you to know that Miriam does not look like a grandmother. I'm just straight yeah. up does not. I, I can second Jessica on that one. Definitely not. Beth and Miriam look like they're in their 30s. Just yes. want to very clear. Yes, very absolutely. Clear. So I totally agree with that. I've had instances like that happen as well, though, but the other direction where uh they think I'm like a teenager. And, yeah. and I'm not, and I want to be in, but then I'm not like, if I go somewhere and I do have a, you know, potential adult beverage, they don't card me. And I get really sad. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah. That, that's how I feel. Like, like it, it, it's weird when you start thinking that it's a compliment when they, when they're IDing you getting yeah. an adult beverage. Sometimes but, it's a store policy that they ID everybody. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think so. Yeah. Everyone should be ID for, for those. Indeed. Absolutely. Well, that kind of leads us into uh, sermon feedback. Uh, not a really good segue, but we're going <laughs> to. <laughs> uh, yeah. That... <laughs> <laughs> well, food for thought, deconstructed prayer. Exactly. That's true. See, yeah. Food for thought a hundred times in each of his sermons. <laughs> Exactly. Encourage us to do the exercises to deconstruct prayer. I'm really glad you made that connection, Beth. That's exactly where I was where I was going. So I'm glad you were following there, Beth. 
Yeah, and there were like maybe half as many reminders about uh, Food for Thought on Wednesdays. So just in case uh, any of you missed the Food for Thought for Wednesdays reminder, here it is. Food for Thought for Wednesday uh, prayer exercises uh, based on the prayer deconstructed uh, sermon series. So So yeah, this Sunday was the second of three uh, sessions. I don't know what the word is. Uh, Sermons. What'd you say, Beth? Episodes. 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 Um, Just like podcast episodes, sermon yeah. episodes. Yeah. I decided uh, I was going to call the sermons episodes. I I was re-listening to the podcast one day, and apparently I said that, and I remembered okay. that after hearing it again. So. Gotcha. This one felt like an episode. It was 30 minutes long, so you could tune in on your TV. And we do have a live broadcast that's on YouTube. Uh, for Palmdale United Methodist Church. So so it is it is an episode. <laughs> also on Facebook. What I do find nice about the YouTube um, episodes is that you have, like, I think three options to choose from. You can watch the entire 9 o'clock service, which is more traditional, or you can watch the entire... 11 o'clock service, which is more contemporary with the praise band, or you can just, they, they shorten it too. And you can just watch the sermon. And that's what I usually do. And I think they also separate the children's time. So you can just children's time too. So, so that's nice if you want to get some spiritual guidance in you, but you don't have an hour and a half. Yeah, that's that's absolutely the case. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, I I kind of missed this when uh, when Don was on. But I wanted to say that before COVID, uh, uh, Palmdale United Methodist Church didn't have a huge online presence um, that they do right now. So, yeah, just it's it's there. I I do kudos to Palmdale United Methodist Church for that because there's a lot of churches that don't have such a strong online presence. So yeah, so this Sunday was the second of three in Pastor Jim's Prayer Deconstructed series. And Miriam, I'd love if you could join us to kind of discuss the sermon feedback. Do you have uh, time to stick around and have a chat with us? Yeah, I'd love to. Awesome. Wonderful. We talked more in depth uh, this this past Sunday on images of God. And there was uh, quite a few things that were referenced in terms of the variety of images of God, which maybe some of them connected with some of you. Um, but we, the verses that we, that we stuck with were Mark 14 verses 32 through 42. And the interesting thing with this is what are the things that we kind of have in our head and in terms of when we pray, is there something subconsciously or is there something that we see? So I'm curious, Miriam, what is something that kind of stood out to you with this past Sunday's sermon? Well, it was making me think about what I think about God when I pray. And when I pray, I'm constantly reminding myself uh, that God is love. And any kind of prayer request or issue or praise that I have is going through a God that is love. Mm-hmm. I, I just always think about how um, everything in my life, uh, whether it was a, a trial or something great or just a time where I felt 
a, a distance from God, that his love for me uh, remained the same. And everything that I've gone through uh, was filtered through a God that is love. Mm. Wow, that's really powerful and really therapeutic to hear, honestly. I definitely relate to to that. I know when I pray or if I'm experiencing something, even if it's a trial or like you mentioned, something good is happening. It's like we can go to this little place in our minds that is like this little hammock of joy and this hammock of just like this massive pillow that's warm and snuggly. And we get to celebrate or find rest within that, you yeah. know, and it's, yeah, it's like you can just escape everything that's around you. And you know that when you're, when you're speaking to Jesus, it's this comfort that is like nothing else, nothing worldly. You can't buy it. None of that. And it's very calming and just, it's just this overall sense of serenity that you experience. So I really like that you shared that it was like the sense of love and, and all of that. Uh, yeah, basically you added to it, Jessica. Um, you mentioned, uh, so Miriam uh, talked about God as love and, and you, you mentioned that uh, when, when you spend time with God like that, it, it, it's like an opportunity for serenity or, or rest or meditation or, or just an overall like very powerful sense of comfort that, that can't be bought in this world. And, and when we have that connection with God, it's, it's just really um, amazing. And actually that kind of leads into what, what I uh, typically understand uh, for prayer for myself. And that's, I, I really liked how um, Pastor Jim touched on uh, penentheism. I didn't know about that term, but I guess I've, uh, as I've grown in my prayer and faith life, I've uh, noticed that that's um, really been a big part of my connection with God, just kind of feeling like I have a uh, connection with God internally, but then God is everywhere. And then God is kind of like outside of everywhere. Like, uh, just in every way in which you can understand everywhere to be, but also just like having that like sense of intimacy, like um, I like God is leading my life or um, like thinking of the Holy Spirit, like God is within me through the Holy Spirit. And like I if, if I'm lucky and I I put forward the effort as much as possible to follow Jesus, then maybe the Holy Spirit will walk with me each and every day. And so. Yeah, it's like God is love, God is serenity, and uh, God is with us and, and for us and and uh, everywhere. And uh, it's just like a, a guiding force for our lives. Yes. So on, on, on Sunday, when I was setting up for Sunday school, I usually get to church around 9.30, 10 o'clock, so I don't have to feel rushed to set up for Sunday school. And so Kathy Ankeny came up to me. Hi, Kathy. She listens to the podcast. Um, Hello. She <laughs> <laughs> asked me if I had, if I had seen the sermon yet. And I said, no, I hadn't. And she said that she was curious to know, like, what I thought of when I think of God, like the image that I have. And I immediately thought of this movie. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Superstar. It's got Molly Shannon in it, and it's based off of her SNL character, Mary Catherine Gallagher. And 
Um, I'm not going to go into further depth about her character, but there is a scene where I think God comes to her into in, in a dream and it's Will Ferrell as God. And so I told her, I see Will Ferrell as God. And, and she says, Oh my God. And then he says, Oh my me. And that always makes me laugh. So I, I was like, I told Kathy, that's my joke answer. And I told her I'd get back to her later about what my real answer was. And, um, and, and when I was thinking about it, I just imagined like anytime I'm praying or scripture journaling or just struggling through life, like I often do, I feel like God just has his head in his hand and he's just like shaking his head. And then he has to take a deep breath before talking to me. So his tone is, does not have an attitude. But I feel like that's more about how I see myself in God's eyes than how God actually sees me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like the idea of, of thinking that God is everywhere and God's all around us. And like the tree is not God, but God is in the tree. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's that one thing really that helpful. I really liked um, that kind of went into panentheism on places God in everything and everything in God, God is in us, but we are not God. Right. That kind of thing. Um, something I wanted to mention was the quote that he shared by Jane E. Vinard um, from her book, A Praying Congregation. Many of us can say we believe in a loving and forgiving God, but do we trust that belief or are there old images of God deep in our bodies and souls that need to be healed before we can truly pray and live from a deep trust in a merciful God. That really stood out to me personally because, you know, I come from a church, mainly non-denominational churches where I was not accepted. And so for me, my image of God was very judgmental, was very harsh, was not loving. And at the end of the day, though, you know, I always was conflicted because I had a relationship with Jesus and I felt like I was trying to continue building on that, but I didn't feel like there was a space for me. And I didn't feel like that specific church presented God in a way that made me feel I could be loved in a way. And I feel as though, you know, in time I've had to really recalibrate my relationship with Jesus and what I know is true. And that is, it's me and Jesus that I need to just think about and not what other people are thinking about and their own biases, their own judgments on what they think and how they feel about me being gay and all of those fun things. It's a matter of, I have a relationship with Jesus. I have my own personal convictions. They are not your convictions and it's my story. And so when I see God that's why I really appreciated what you said, Miriam, is God is, is love and he loves all. And, um, and he's just, it, it's one of those things where I've had to put away the image that I had when I was a kid at times, because that church that I grew up with would not want me to be back at that church. And so for now it's, you know, it's this never changing, merciful, 
full of grace, like all of these like beautiful things that, that God is to me now. And, and it's really just this ultimate friendship. That's like the biggest thing is, is because nobody can understand my relationship with Jesus. Cause right. It's your relationship. relationship. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that, that really speaks to me as well, Jessica. Like I can fully relate. Um, yeah. Cause uh, most of my exposure to Christianity when I was younger was, um, kind of, like, yeah, like a more non-denominational or otherwise conservative viewpoint. And I, I think that for, for some people that that's like the way of life for them. And, and I, I have full respect for them, but for me, it's, it's sort of like, um, it, it's really important for me to be able to feel like comfortable and okay with like thinking about things and asking all the questions. And I, I know that everybody thinks about things a different way and, and so forth. Um, but the Wesleyan quadrilateral really like, uh, speaks so well to me and, um, really provides me a lot of clarity in my, um, my faithful, uh, Christian life, um, to where I don't feel like guilty all the time for thinking a, a certain way about something. Um, like, cause, uh, as, as I was an unbeliever, I, I basically rejected everything that I, I used to believe. And, uh, I'm not sure how strongly, uh, I had that convicted at the time, but, um, that I basically had to rebuild everything from scratch, um, and, uh, just being comfortable with questioning, but also having faith. And, um, so as a consequence to that, I've had to, uh, like reevaluate my conception of prayer and like how that has like a place in my life. Um, and, um, I think I'm getting there. Uh, and so, uh, when Pastor Jim was talking about having an intimate relationship with God, I think that has, um, provided me some, like just helpful um, experience in prayer overall, um, trying to foster that intimacy. And I think that I can continue to work on that. And then also not like having any sort of like way in which I'm supposed to pray, but just kind of praying, like being there with the spirit. And we were, we were talking about this in the last episode saying that, you know, just being there with God, like being present with God or, um, and, and Don was talking about how, uh, he would just like talk to God on his way to work and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. So between the intimacy and then just being comfortable with my faith, uh, based life and then not doing things a certain way, that's, that's really, uh, been a big thing, but, but, uh, faith has just been a very important part of my life and just like inviting Jesus into my life and, and just like, uh, not accepting what everybody else tells me, but m- my going into the scriptures, but then also appreciating all the tradition that we have here at Palmdale United Methodist Church. Tim, if I may, you said something earlier in the podcast that made me think uh, you were talking about taking a few moments, two to five moments to not be distracted and just to be bored even. And it made me think of uh, Psalm 4610, where we're instructed to be still and know uh, that God is God. And it feels like it goes right in with what you're thinking there um, with uh, just not letting the distractions um, become too much and to be still and to spend the time with God. Wow. Wow. That's that's awesome. You made that connection. I'm, I'm definitely going to think about that. Like, yeah, that's like an opportunity for prayer or a connection with God. And we're we're kind of too caught up with things going on in the world. Get have that chance, uh, that two to five minutes or so. Be still. 
Yeah. Yeah. Be still. Wow. Like that. So Psalm forty six ten. You said correct. It's productive boredom. Yes. Yes. God. Indeed. Yeah. There. There's the uh, the scripture ex- explaining how you can uh, go about uh, productive boredom. It doesn't say productive boredom, but uh, you know that it's talking about it. Bless you, Jessica. <laughs> Thank you so much. For those of you who did not visibly see that, I just sneezed. I was protecting you all from right. that verbal explosion on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always feel a little bit um, uncomfortable if I forgot to mute my microphone. I just, I just do the sneeze of wonders in my microphone. Like, <laughs> wait, what happened to that guy? <laughs> <laughs> the wonders. You make it sound so magical. <laughs> hey, no wonder they say uh, the, the the term of politeness, uh, bless you, you know. I, yeah, I, I'm just thinking of a carnival that you go to. And now the sneeze of wonder. <laughs> Jim, curtain <laughs> drops. Here is Tim. You're just holding like spoonfuls of pepper in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I have a, I, I have a really crazy story. So I had, I I was really into like spices at one point. So I'm like, you know what? I need to get some black pepper from like a reputable source and get like a lot of black pepper. So I went on Amazon and I purchased some black pepper. I was thinking you'd get it from the black market, Tim, but that's just me. (laughs) The black pepper market? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, you were talking about magic after all. Maybe they have magic. (laughs) (laughs) So so anyway, I get the black pepper box and um, I find out that like there's just, I think there was a hole in the box and I went to... The oh yeah, they put the box in a bag because there was a hole in the box. And the person who delivered the package to me said, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, we were wondering about this package. The girl that was helping us with this was sneezing in the back." <laughs> I'm like, oh, "Okay, well, I'm not going to be ordering pepper again. I don't want somebody to go through a sneezing operation because of my." Pepper box. Um, I love all of our our sermon feedback. I feel like we all kind of experience something similar, and I think it's good to always take a step back and you know look at our relationship with Jesus in different ways. And I really appreciate that Pastor Jim is kind of going through this deconstructed series um, to you know kind of recalibrate our faith. So I really, uh, Pastor Jim, if you're listening, well, you better be listening. Uh, but uh, it's not a command. But he did buy. uh, You know, we've never mentioned this on the podcast, but I'm actually making and selling podcast merchandise. And Pastor Jim on Sunday, yesterday, or a week from, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I can't (laughs) tell the future, but nobody can. He bought a shirt from me. The shirts, I have coffee mugs for $10 and t-shirts for $20 and a portion of the money goes back to the church. That's Yay. awesome. I'm, I got I'm so a glad mug. that you mentioned that. I got a mug from you and uh, yeah. just so listeners are aware, just because we help lead this podcast does not mean we get discounts 
we still pay full price because it goes partially towards the church. And if you drink from it, just know uh, you become a better person. So uh, I, I thought you were going to say that you become a Methodist. If you had any doubts, um, then that, yes. that will solidify that um, experience for you. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I also do custom orders. I've had a couple people, Kathy Ankeny, again, hi, Kathy, is one of them. She wanted a long-sleeved T-shirt, so I was able to accommodate that request. So if That's awesome. you want a different style or a different color, that is a, an option for you as well. Before we move into prayer requests, I just wanted to add something. We were talking about, like, uh, <laughs> the sneeze of wonders. It kind of reminded me of how Pastor Jim said that... Um, there are like lots of opportunities to connect with God, like basically opportunities to fill your soul, like how Pastor Jim would go to like Disneyland or something. And I wanted to bring up that I've been finding just like a, a general filling my soul kind of experience by uh, getting more into fiction books. Um, I started reading this one book called A Winner's Promise or the series A Mere Visitor Quartet. And uh, that's just been like a really thought-provoking, like uplifting, sort of like intimate experience, just kind of having that like escape from everyday life and like it was, it was almost like a meditative experience in a way. Um, and so, yeah, like God is everywhere. And so we do the uh, the things that uh, fill our soul and that, that gives us an opportunity to connect with God even more. So put it all together and uh, you just, maybe you can have a, a day with God every day, I'd say. Yeah. It's all about yeah, fill in your life with Jesus or fill in the room with a sneeze. Whatever <laughs> comes first, <laughs> there you go. Love it, Tim. <laughs> Thank you. So from now until this next week, or maybe it's maybe it's a long term, or maybe like a a seasonal prayer, Miriam. I'd like to start with you as our very special guest. If you have any prayer requests, uh, well, um. I'm glad you asked. Actually, I am a new college mom. Son just went off to college in Arizona um, in September. And um, it's a struggle a little bit for me not having him nearby all, all the time. So, um, you know, if you could pray for me in that I, you know, the longing could maybe ease. Um, I can transition into this season of life a little easier. Um, mm -hmm. That would that would be appreciated. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That's got to be really interesting for sure. I I think that's one thing. Amber and I want to have kids at some point, but that's the one area that I'm like terrified the most with is like just trusting that God's going to take care of the kids. Yeah. Yeah, I have the utmost confidence uh, that uh, he'll be taken care of in that, he, you know, God loves him more than I do even. And so I remind myself of that daily. And, um, you know, we're, we're very close family. So it's it's a there's a void, you know, um, it's a noticeable absence, a noticeable absence, which is right. A, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, maybe uh, that would that would be appreciated. He is going to come uh, for a visit for Thanksgiving week, so I'm looking forward to that. 
Well, that's exciting. I know someone who does a lot of craft work. Maybe they can put together a life-size version of your child. That might help. I can. Um, yeah. And I heard that they can fill the pillow with um, animal hair, so it's <laughs> so lifelike as well. Wow. Yep. Oh, I you mentioned that because uh, his cat uh, is missing him a great deal. And she's the fluffiest of our cats. Oh my goodness! So we so could fluffy. just uh, fill his with his likeness with <laughs> yeah. McBean's hair. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm glad you mentioned the cat because before we left prayers for you, I was gonna throw in that we should pray for Squishy McBean because yeah. she misses her yeah. her human. She's desperate for her boy. They have oh, four yeah. cats. They have four cats and four people in the house and each cat has adopted its human and it's the most precious thing in the world very sweet yeah uh, and since samuel's been gone his cat will just come in my room and and stare at me <laughs> like <laughs> where did he go and when will he be back <laughs> oh I love how animals can be like that. So, yeah. but we'll be praying for you though, Miriam, because that's that's an adjustment and it's it's a shift. Yeah. You know, it's a new chapter for you. So, we'll definitely be praying. Yeah, I was going to add something, and that's uh, you could have um, video calls uh, and and just communication, find find out how his college life is going, and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Technology, man. Tim, any prayer requests? Um. Yeah, it's just probably a simple one. Um, kind of incorporate what uh, we were talking about here in this podcast. Uh, just my doing the two to five minute uh, productive boredom exercises, but really just uh, connections with God, uh, taking those opportunities and uh, maybe even opening up my Bible or something like that. But just a, just an interesting like way in which I can reorient. Uh, maybe... Uh, for me to like find that sense of peace um, and uh, be able to do the things that I enjoy more often and, and instead of uh, being in a situation where I feel like I'm distracted. And, and I think that happens more than I'm willing to admit. So um, if I can kind of like sit down for like a handful of hours and and feel really appreciative of what I'm doing and then uh, if I find myself distracted, uh, reorient myself and, and particularly connecting with God, then, um, yeah, I'll just be like really um, uplifted and so forth. So a prayer that I can actually accomplish this, perhaps. <laughs> awesome. We will definitely be praying, Tim. That's a wonderful uh, thing to implement in your life and take charge of. So, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Beth? Yes. Um, continued <laughs> prayers for Lucy. I imagine she'll probably be starting treatment soon. I don't think she has started yet. And, oh, and I got my mammogram results back today and it said no signs of malignancy. I don't know. There, it that's says great to hear. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. Yeah, it said there's like calcified. So something in there, but it didn't they it didn't look cancerous, I guess. So yeah. um, yay. And I have to and now it's every two years until I die probably. Yeah. I don't know. Um and can we please pray for my 
cat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. She goes back to the vet a week from tomorrow to get her staples out, and hopefully we can get her into the barber. Yes. And, and then she goes back again two weeks from tomorrow to see what her um, blood sugar levels are. The vet said they were at, like, over 500 when we went last week. So. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll be praying for Lucy. We'll be praying uh, for your cat. Most definitely. Yeah. We yeah, maybe, definitely maybe. praise God for your results from your from your uh, scans. So that's good. Yeah, I'm so glad to hear that, Beth, about your uh, scans. It's awesome. Well, Jessica, what about you? The, the last one here. Better say something, I suppose. <laughs> uh, you know, uh. I'm just, I'm really just grateful right now, just that my brother's spending time with us. Um, you know, family is such a huge component in both myself and Amber's life. And so it's always a blessing when my brother gets to hang out with us. He tends to visit for like a couple of weeks and then decides, uh, I think I'm going to stick around a little bit longer. And we, we never really have you know, all right, I'm going to leave on this date. He never really has a set date. And we are totally fine with that because he's very independent. Um, he loves running on the PCT, the Pacific Crest Trail. He was gone for like over three hours yesterday. and We thought he got lost, but he came back. Um, he was trying to run to Vasquez Rocks from Leona Valley. And oh. so, uh, <laughs> yeah, just, uh, you know, another day in the life. Um, but you know, I'm just so grateful for the time that I get to spend with him because, um, he's so fun to be around and, uh, it just reminds me how important family is. Um, and so I think anything else though, is really just, um, continuing to take moments to kind of like what Miriam said and Tim, what you'll be implementing is taking time and being still and just appreciating the things that I've got and um, really trying to be present in the things that I am part of and uh, you know, no distractions with that. So kind of a a running theme here, Tim, but, (laughs) but I just think it's so important to be completely present in the things that we do and being grateful to be in those moments because you never know when those moments could be taken away. So, yeah. But, and yeah. then my friend, Melissa, that had the, uh, the biopsies last week, she said she was feeling great. She'll get the results, uh, I think in the coming weeks. So I'll, I'll update everybody when, when that comes. So I guess just continuous prayer to ease her, her mind that everything's going to be okay. Everything's, you know, got its plan in place. So yeah, that's a, that's about it. Yeah. That's great. And yeah, it sounds to me, Jessica, like having gratitude and just being present in in those moments that we can appreciate is just like so powerful. Um, and and what you said about your brother. Yeah, that that's so nice that uh, he's there and you're able to visit with him and he's got his own like different things that he's doing. But then it's just like able to spend time with him and just have those like family special moments. That's that's great. That's great to hear. 
Yeah. I'm just, I, I think deep down, it's really just, I enjoy beating him at the Xbox. We've been playing NFL Madden. <laughs> um, all the years he beat me as a child in those video games. It is redemption, everyone. <laughs> I am destroying him in these football games. Whoa. <laughs> hey, that might be like TV worthy. Uh, we, we've got some esports of a regular sport here. Well, right. Miriam, we appreciate you joining us today. It's so wonderful to meet those that serve the church in all ways. And we also enjoyed meeting one of Beth's best friends from uh, elementary school. Yes. Elementary. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I was I was delighted to be a part of it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Mary. I really appreciate your time. It's awesome. Yeah, Beth, why don't you take it away? Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> We're all from different places. We all have different names. No matter what life brings us, Jesus is the same. We're just your Methodist to the madness. Methodist to the madness.